and welcome to episode one of the Eden Project Communities podcast. Well, over the next six weeks, we'll be focusing on the positive impacts of the Big Lunch, sharing our knowledge of what it takes to bring communities closer together and speaking with a number of individuals who have done great work in ensuring that our neighbourhoods are nicer, closer places to live. I'm your host, Jack French, and kicking off our first show, I'll be speaking with MVO and Eden Project Executive Director, Peter Stewart. So our first guest today is Peter Stewart, MVO and Eden Project Executive Director. Hi Peter, how are you? I'm good. I've never heard that actually, that MVO said like that. Um, MVO, do you know that I, someone said to me, um, uh, what is an MVO? And actually if you Google it, it, is, it comes up as Montserrat Volcanic Observatory, which actually it isn't. It's actually to do with... Um, member of the Royal Victorian. Anyway, I digress. That's not what you wanted to talk about. You <laughs> want to talk about the big lunch, don't no, you? No, but I'm, I'm quite interested about the Montserrat Volcanic <laughs> Observatory now. Um, join us next week on our uh, new podcast, the Montserrat Volcanic Absolutely. Observatory. Absolutely. Everyone must go. I wonder if they do a big lunch over in the Montserrat Volcanic Observatory. <laughs> yeah. I think they should. Well, that leads us on perfectly uh, to chat about the big lunch. Yeah. So um, I guess the first question uh, for our listeners out there who haven't heard about the big lunch is... What on earth is it? A big lunch. Right, so um, lots of things that it isn't. It isn't big. Um, a lunch can take place with as a number of people. Three people can make a big lunch. But right, back to, right to the very beginning. Very beginning, Eden Project, big place with biomes tucked away in Cornwall, um, charity, and it's all about connecting people with each other and the living world. If we were all better placed as to know what's going over where we were with nature we'd be much better placed to cope with all the scary stuff that's coming at us that's the premise um we have lots of ideas one idea that we had um over 10 years ago was what would it be like if you could stop the country for four hours and have people to sit down and have lunch with their neighbors um don't give people a reason to do it um just say don't say you must do this because uh, you'll feed community spirit or you know you'll be better connected just say why don't you do this and and have fun and share f- food around around a table um, and we wanted the idea was that it wasn't owned by us or good people who support us like the national lottery for example um, it was more to do with the people kind of owned it. Mm. So I think the closest I can think about it would be, imagine a day which no one really owns. So in the States, you have like Thanksgiving Day. Mm. So could you have the equivalent for um, Thanksgiving Day for neighbours? So, you know, everybody kind of stops and sits down and have lunch with the neighbours. Um, that was that was the premise. And funnily enough, that still is the premise mm. for us to be able to do that. But 10 years on now... Um, You know, we now hover around 6 million people a year Mm. participating. Um, And in this day and age, um, where I think it's incredibly tricksy, lots of people will say at our moment, in our current climate, that um, people say that we are more divided. People say that we're all going to hell in a handcart. Um, And I suppose our view is... um, Yes, things are challenging, but that it doesn't need to be like that. Yeah, now's the perfect time to yeah. to get to know the people in your community. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think the other thing which I think is really interesting, it's not about 
connections um, per se. Um, we live in a we live in a time where you know we pull out our kind of mobile phones, and you know, and while we're here chatting, you know, we can do a we can connect to somewhere in Australia within a nanosecond or anywhere else in the in the world, um, and that is absolutely fantastic. Um, but that is not. It, that is all to do with digital communications and that isn't about what it is to be human mm. and yet we still a lot of us um, don't know um, who the people are or what they are who are they are called mm. in the flat below us or in, over the garden fence yeah. um, and that I think is uh, a really really sad state of affairs definitely I mean speaking from my own experience growing up we knew uh, there was a lot of kids on my road who were similar age to me, so we'd, we'd all play out on the street together. Um, but I've recently moved house, and I know I know the lady who lives in the flat below me, and that's it, that's it. So, yeah, I mean, it makes perfect sense to me as a concept. Um, but you mentioned earlier how, you know, there's no right way or wrong way to do it. What what ways have you seen the big I, I think it... You know, it isn't prescriptors for us to be able to say you must do a big lunch this way. I mean, I think um, when you look back over the over the years, um, you'll see traditional shots of people closing roads, and you'll have long tables, almost like celebrating royal weddings. And God, a royal birth! I've seen <laughs> yesterday. You know, the, you'll have that. You'll have those type of images. And that is absolutely fantastic. But what we have found out um, over the period of time is that only a third of them of these lunches actually take place within a street. Um, they can take place anywhere. Um, the one that we're going to hold in, in my street, actually we're going to hold two, we're going to hold one in my kind of back garden, which will be for a, a small number of people, probably about no more than a dozen people, and then we're holding the one a week later, which, will, which we are closing the street, and we're having about, you know, be 90 to 100 people um, attending that. So I think if you want to if you want to close the road, a lot of people do that. That is fantastic. Um, but if you want to kind of start small, it's about knocking on the door next door and just pulling up a couple of chairs and almost sitting outside on the pavement or sitting in the backyard. Um, cul-de-sacs, um, anywhere you want to be. I go beaches, parks. We are blessed with some of the most fantastic parks that you ever see, um, use those spaces to be able to do them. Community halls. I mean, one thing that we can't guarantee is the weather. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and we know um, coming outside, we're, even though we're incredibly British, it is quite tough in horizontal rain. Um, so community halls, pubs, God, yeah, pubs would be good. Yeah. So lots and lots of different places where you can host them. Absolutely. So... You've been involved with this project for a long time, The Big Lunch. What would be your word of advice to anyone listening today who thinks, I'd like to do this? What would your what I would think one is attending one, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I think the other thing is, if you were thinking of organising one, um, really, really honestly, um, sometimes it's really, really hard to think you know, if you haven't, if you've lived in an area for so long and to be able to knock on the door next door for whatever reason, it's quite hard um, for some people. Um, so I think it is sometimes budding up with someone um, to be able to do that, having, you know, some, you know, what we found in the early days, um, that two people doing it within an area um, makes it easier. So 
And I would, I would also then just think about making it really, really simple to start with. Um, there's lots of... The, the, the good thing about having done it for so long, there are millions of... Literally millions of people out there who have done it. Um, so going on to, you know, thebiglunch.com and, um, and getting a pack, um, and there's time to have that either sent through email or actually by post, then there's lots of information on that. I would say having organised one in my own street right from the very beginning, something happens to you. You know, um, you know like um, when you if, you, if you give blood, for example, mm. um, you know, and I'm not, you know, I've only done that a few handful of times, but nothing really happens to you on the outside. You look exactly the same that when you've given blood, but actually something happens to you on the inside in the fact that you feel good in the fact that you've done something really, really good. Um, for the organisers that we know who have done big lunches, um, we know that they have done something great which they enjoy for the, their own community, but they also feel good themselves. Mm. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a really, really good thing to be able to kind of see people in a different light within your neighbourhood um, and meet new people and new relationships. It's a really good thing to do. So I think, and one thing about um, the Big Lunch, it looks incredibly soft on the outside, very almost frivolous. It's almost like colourful of smiling faces, cupcakes, bunting, flapping in the wind. Um, but actually underneath, the reason why the people like National Lottery have supported it is because it is really hard as nails on the, outs- on the inside in the fact that it deals with very, very significant issues which are taking place in our own backyard. Um, and what we found, um, you know, just in earlier this year, we commissioned a piece of research to ascertain what people really, really felt about where they lived and, and immediately what they felt around their neighbours, you know, um, next door. Mm. And it was amazing that um, things like, you know, nearly three quarters, 72% of the, of the UK population um, don't feel that they know their neighbours well and one in five don't even know their neighbours' names. Um, you know, and, and that, why is that important? Um, well, for the reasons that I said about connections. If you don't, if you feel more of a sense of belonging with the people that you know, you are going to live in a happier and safer kind of community and we know that from the research that 82 percent 82 percent of people who go to these big lunches and that's even higher nearly 90 percent of the people who organize them think that the big lunch has had a positive effect on their community Um, and if you just took that that's about that's about five million people in the uk as we are now who actually believe that it has a positive end so, so what that means is, is that those percentages of in excess of 70-80% are people who believe that they'll say things that they don't live in a house anymore, they'll live in a home, mm. um, they'll live in um, some which they believe to be safer. Um, and all of that, if you think about that en masse, that is hugely important. Um, and I think the other thing that is very prevalent at the moment in the debate across the UK where we're so keen to 
talk about our differences. And, you know, over 70% of people believe that the Big Lunch helps to bring people from different ethnic backgrounds together. I mean, and that's what it does. I mean, in one essence, over food, it not only celebrates the diversity because we live in, in we're blessed to live in a um, in the UK where the diversity that we have across the population is fantastic, but top trumping that, it is about celebrating the commonality that we all have, and that I think is not um, portrayed anywhere near where it should be and this is an opportunity to do that absolutely so going back to sort of the big lunches we spoke earlier about how they come in all different shapes and sizes um what are some of the weirdest examples and the most wonderful examples of big lunches that you've seen or heard of um yeah i've seen them i've seen them in um fields i've seen them in parks i've seen them um in church grounds i've seen them on beaches it's going to turn into like a Churchill aspect there, then. But I, but I, but I think. But then there's been very poignant ones. Um, so you know, holding them, you know, one, you know, on the Peace Bridge in Derry, London, Derry, um, is you know very very symbolic uh, and powerful in terms of what it does. Um, you know, back in the early days, um, we always thought that there was a danger that they would feel a bit like a garden fate like almost like almost a scene like coming out of midsummer murders yeah. midsummer murders without the murder but <laughs> but actually they work in some of the some of the uh, most hardest to reach areas that you can possibly find mm. um, so i think they 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 work in um, we've even had them in prisons we've had them in hospitals we've had them in nursing homes We've had them on in high-rise um, uh, flats. We've had them in suburbs. Um, even when I think if you've got three people sitting on a lighthouse, that is a big lunch. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I understand that. I understand that we are having one um, taking place in Cornwall, um, where a group of where a community are are having a whole big lunch taking the whole community and taking it on a train. Oh, fantastic. So doing that. I've, I've seen ones where they've had them on. Um, I've been on ones where uh, I've been in Bristol, where we've had them on boats before. Mm. Um, in Northern Ireland, where we've had them on boats before. Schools. Um, there isn't, a, you know, it is about bringing people together and, and bringing something. doesn't matter whether it's a packet of crisps, a cucumber sandwich or whatever. It just brings something to the table. Brilliant, fantastic. So, this year for the big lunch, uh, the Eden Project in Cornwall is closing. Yeah. Um, do you want to tell us a bit scary. about that? Scary. Um, well, is it scary? It's overdue as far as I'm concerned. Mm -hmm. People who will know the Eden Project, um, visitor attraction, attracts a million visitors a year. Um, and we have, we, we traditionally really only close for Christmas Day. Um, and you know, when I talk about that ambition of can you stop the country for four hours and get people to sit down and have lunch? Well, if you're seriously going to do that, um, then why are we open? Um, we love visitors coming to us, but actually on that day, we would love people to kind of stay at home in their own neighbourhoods and sit and have lunch with their own neighbours. That's what we'd ideally like. Mm. So it's a statement of intent. It also kind of 
you know, we have some 400 staff, uh, it frees the staff up to be able to host big lunches and be at home with their own families and their own communities on that on that weekend. Mm. Um, so we're hoping for, you know, go Cornwall and, and hope that Cornwall kind of leads the way in, in, in kind of leading the charge on how many people we can get going. But, um, I mean, I don't know where the business is, to be honest. We'll all kind of leap and follow suit. I, I think it's too much for that. But, it, but I think going down the line forevermore, the word perpetuity, I'd like to think that Eden will only be closed for two days a year. And one is Christmas Day and one is on the first Sunday in June, which will be Big Lunch Day. Absolutely. And it's, it's, it's a snowball effect, isn't it? Hopefully we can be that first push down the hill of a snowball that grows and grows and grows until yeah. it brings not only Cornwall but the UK as a whole to a standstill on big lunch weekends yeah so we want everyone to come to Eden please come to Eden but please don't come on June the 2nd so will the Eden project be closed every year on big lunch weekend uh, that is the plan yeah we should be um, we should be closing every year in perpetuity <laughs> forevermore um, so Eden um, looking forward should be closed on Christmas Day and on Big Lunch Day um, and and at some point in the future not too long we would like everybody to stop what they're doing for four hours and sit down and have lunch with their neighbours a permanent day in everyone's a permanent day in the calendar that would be good you know you have your calendar in your kitchen and you have that and you, you know, you have your dentist up there, and you have those things, and you have, and you look at the calendar, and there's a whole host of stuff printed in it. Mm. Uh, you know, having the first Sunday in June or that weekend where people do this printed in your diary is up to the people, really. They can make that happen. Yeah. And you see crazy things happen, like, um, you know, Black Friday becomes a day in Friday in December where everybody goes nuts driven by commerce I mean what yeah ridiculous what (laughs) sad state of affairs we have come to and that whereas something like this where we are looking out for each other um, could just do it you know there's something else in there which is you know when I talk about it's soft on the outside hard on the inside one thing that I've learned over the last 10 years is that the more you do this the more stones you uncover um i and our team at eden are not experts in things like isolation and loneliness um have a huge amount of respect for the people you are um but we do recognize that something like loneliness for example um statistically and, and the research says it's a more of a killer more bad for your health than issues like smoking um there is, and, and loneliness, yes, it's an issue in, for the elderly, but it's not just about that. The, uh, loneliness is a, something that can, can grapple with you at any time of life, um, be it young or middle-aged or whatever, whoever you are. This idea, um, you know, I, I think it's crazy in this day and age and this technology that we have on every kind of street corner in every community that loneliness will exist. Um, something like this actually has the potential to banish loneliness forever. Um, so I think that's really, really 
powerful from a simple idea. Absolutely. Yeah, completely agree. Completely agree. Okay, Peter, uh, thank you ever so much for that. Um, and Thanks, for our, guys. For our listeners who would like to know more about The Big Lunch, uh, how would how they... They um, just go on to our website, um, www.thebiglunch.com, and, or just put in The Big Lunch into any search engine and you'll find us. And just by all means, it's a bit... If you're, if you're out there listening and you think this isn't... This, are they talking to me? There is no such thing anymore as us and them. Um, this is all about us. And if you're worried about it, and it's almost like sometimes like a big swimming pool, I don't want to be the first in to jump in. There's millions of people out there who have already jumped into this swimming pool and help and advice is all on that website and packs. And um, we lo- just love you to join in. So thank you for joining us for the very first Eden Project Communities podcast. Uh, thanks to Peter Stewart for, for taking the time to chat with us today. Uh, really, really interesting insight into the big lunch. Uh, remember to subscribe if you haven't already. Uh, you can find us on Stitcher, Acast and anywhere you get your pods. And I've been reliably informed that we should be on iTunes within a week or so. I've been your host Jack French and thanks for joining us. Thank you.